Hey, this is Megan Rapino, and I'm Sue Bird. We've decided to turn our crazy IG live show into a podcast for your listening pleasure. Enjoy the show. A Touch More. New episodes of A Touch More drop Tuesday only on the Blue Wire Podcast Network. Be sure to subscribe to the show on Spotify, Apple, or anywhere else you listen to podcasts. Jabroni, J-A-B-R-O-N-I-X-Y-Z-A-B-C. Oh, it doesn't matter, you spell Jabroni. Welcome to a new episode of Two Jabronis with a Wrestling Podcast. BJ Cruz here with my tag team partner. The man who has the greatest Zoom background I have ever seen. The incomparable Jeremy Loss. Jay, what's up, dude? I'm coming to you live from the Firefly Funhouse. I'm drinking a Moscow Mule. I'm having a great Friday. How are you doing? Uh, I'm, I'm doing... Pretty well, not not as good as you. Uh, for everyone who is uh, who is not hopped on the, the the YouTube train yet, our YouTube channel, you got to get on just to see Jeremy's background right now. Uh, you because you can have this background too for all your work calls, all your Zoom meetings that you're having right now while you're quarantined at the house, uh, and really really fire up some questions about your character to uh, to, to your colleagues and your superiors. So You'll get a lot of questions. You'll get a lot, a lot, a lot of questions. You'll get a lot. You're like, oh, you still watch wrestling? That, that'll that be the first question, and it'll just it'll just snowball from there. Uh, We're, of course, brought to you by the Blue Wire Network and our friends over at betonline.ag. Don't forget to subscribe to the show wherever you download your podcasts. And uh, please, please, please hit us with that five-star rating for everyone on Apple Podcasts. And if you're feeling spicy, leave a review. One or five stars only, please. None of that two, three, four shit. It's only one or five. Hate us or love us. Good or really, really bad. Roman Reigns us. Hate us or love us, baby. Let's go. Yeah, exactly. Make sure you also subscribe to our YouTube channel. We are at Two Jabronis with a Wrestling Podcast on YouTube. So make sure you hit that red button somewhere. Here, Subscri- I think ish. it's like, yeah, here is. We'll figure it out. You, you think we would have learned it by when we had Chris Van? We had Chris Van Lead on earlier this week. He definitely knows where it is when he points. We did not learn where it is. But just hit that red button. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. Follow us on on Twitter and on Instagram at Two Jabronis Pod. Follow us in the BR app at Two Jabronis Pod. Follow Ben at Cruise Control. That's Control with a K. And you can follow me at Jeremy A. Loss. All right, so uh, again, we're we're back doing our second show of the week. We will be doing two shows a week for the rest of time uh, because despite there being a freaking pandemic happening, wrestling still goes still on. Still going strong. You know, yeah. they say the show must go on. Vince must have been a theater kid because he is absolutely taking that saying to heart. So with all that being said, we've got a lot to talk about, actually. So let's head into the main event. And for this week's main event, we are looking at a lot of things that have happened actually over the, the course of the week. Uh, and we're, we're going to start with Money in the Bank. Uh, we, we didn't we're going to go all the way back to Sunday because we, we didn't right. talk about it on Wednesday because we had a very special guest in Chris Van Vliet. So we wanted to just give our overall reactions. I mean, that show 
wasn't all that great. But I mean, the Money in the Bank matches were interesting. Correct. Yes. But it was also what I loved most about it. It was sub three hours. It was yeah, that's it was huge. It was a crisp like two and a half. And, you know, a pay-per-view that's two and a half hours. If you told me that when I was a kid, I, I would have been losing my mind. Now they're they're more like four to five hours and like I want to leave my house. Uh, so, right. you know, I have other shit to do, but this, that was the upside of it. it two, the two and a half hours went by pretty quickly. I, I'm pretty sure they were cognizant of the fact that they were heading up against the last dance and that they didn't want yeah. to do that. Right. They, they just kind of wanted yeah. to let the last dance live on its own and not, not fight it for ratings. Um, that being said, yeah, the, the card as a whole was, was okay. And, but it was highlighted by the money in the bank match, money in the bank matches, I should say. And they were, um, seeing that they ran concurrently, I was actually very surprisingly pleased with uh, with the outcome. Right. Yeah, I mean, we we went into it expecting that it was going to be extremely weird. I think we even predicted a few of the spots. Like We were like, oh, we, we got it. that one, yeah. we got that one. Um, and they pulled it off. I mean, it was, it's, it was let, let's be honest here, it was not as good as Boneyard and Firefly Funhouse. But it's a weird situation because you're asking people to fight up six stories to a roof. Like that's a weird match in and in of itself. But overall, I thought it was pretty well done cinematically. Uh, my MVP would have to be Dana Brooke because she did the weirdest shit, in my opinion. Like she <laughs> grabbed the fake money in the bank. Why she did... took a picture to the face and wore that like the rest of the match. So I I, I commend her for for, for she, kind of she went all in. Yeah, just, leaning into the weirdness of it. I just don't understand why she thought that that was the briefcase. She knew they had to get to the top. That that was the whole point. Of, that was the whole right. draw of the match. So that was a little funky. But um, yeah. So going back to something you said about the you know in terms of comparing it to the other cinematic matches we've seen recently in the Boneyard match, the Firefly Funhouse match, I feel like it was a little bit different because there was still the live aspect to it. Like we knew it was all pre-taped, right? Because right. we've We've read those reports and everything else. Uh, there was also some dangerous stunts that were involved in it that needed to, that forced it to be pre-taped, and we'll talk about that in a bit. But I felt like it it kind of stood apart from it being classified as a full cinematic match because there it just felt so it felt cinematic in like a reality TV show sense, if that makes sense. Like it was yeah, that's, yeah, that makes sense. It was like, uh, what's that stupid? It was like Survivor race? in a sense. Like, right. You like, watch the, the challengers the on Survivor. Challenge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they try to make it look real, but you know that, like, it's some cut of these up. probably took a ton of takes, probably exactly. took a ton of hours. Like, yeah. it's all cut up. Like, that's, it, yeah, that's a perfect analogy for it because if you look at Boneyard and, and, and Firefly, they were drastically different. Like, those were movies. Like, Firefly right. was a movie. Yep. Same with Boneyard. Boneyard was an action movie. Um, and this was just like a reality game show. Um, but I thought overall it was well done. What did you think of a, the, the two guys that got thrown off the top of the roof? So that's Ray Mysterio and Alistair Black. Yeah. And B, what did you think of the winners? Because they were surprising considering the odds. Yeah. So let's start with, uh, Alistair and Ray being thrown off the roof. We knew that spot was going to happen, right? right? Someone had mentioned that. We had, I think we predicted it was going to be Otis, who miraculously did not get thrown off the roof and actually won the whole damn thing. And I'll get to that in a second. But I, um, 
I was fine with Ray and Alistair being the guys, and they at least they explained it later that they landed on like a secondary roof. But in the moment, it looked like that Corbin just committed murder. You know, like <laughs> he just murdered his coworkers on live television for millions of people to see. And the ref was like, keep it moving, Baron Corbin. Yeah, let's just keep going. <laughs> take, your, take your fake crown, you weird king, and get up to the roof. Uh, so, you know, <laughs> that part of it was a little weird where, like, people were not as concerned uh, because, you know, two people just... I mean, regardless if it's pre-taped and they're falling on a secondary um, story, that's still an extremely dangerous move because if something goes wrong where he misses a mark or he throws them too hard or too soft, like something drastic could happen. And it was to even think about doing that, like we're going to throw somebody off the roof is extremely dangerous. And they did it twice. That's crazy to me. Yeah. That being said, it was, I thought it was a good spot. They were both good spots. So I didn't have a huge problem with it. And it actually, again, I think the reaction of everyone being like, uh, did we just witness a murder? (laughs) Like, Like that, that reaction alone was worth it to me. Um, and it's just kind of, again, the way we lean into the absurd absurdity of wrestling in general, where we we literally suspend disbelief. In any other circumstance, if that shit happens at, like, a, uh, I don't know, an NFL game, like someone throws their, their opponent into the locker room, we're, we're concerned. We're like, we're, right. you know, let's, let's take some cameras, let's follow them in. The camera just literally watched them go over. You're like, all right, man. Well, I guess you might be on the action in the ring. Like, yeah. Let's go back to the ladders. <laughs> let's, it's let's, like let's, it's crazy. So and then, now, t- well, so, the so, ending to me is something that we have we have to talk about. Yeah, like for the men's match, I thought the way that they set it up was actually pretty well done because they had teased that Otis can't climb the ladder because he stepped on the ladder and broke it. So he's like, he's too heavy. Kept breaking it. Yeah, little yeah, fat, and little, little had, fat shaming. By the way. I don't know if I a little bit. I don't know if I enjoy that aspect, but damn, anyway, I keep going. But then they had AJ and Baron fighting for the briefcase, and it's almost similar to the way that they did the title match at WrestleMania, the ladder match where John Morrison came down with the belt yeah. after everybody else was fighting with it. Some they did it slightly different, where yeah. they had the fumble and Otis caught it. I thought yeah. that was pretty well done. A little bit of a twist of what they like they've done in the past. Otis is something that I don't think anybody predicted. Like I know if you think, predicted Otis winning money in the bank, you're a fucking genius. Cause I don't think anybody did that. I think when we are looking at the bet online odds, he had the worst odds of the, the, the guys in there. No one gave him a shot. He has, it, it made no sense. Like if you think about it, like at least with AJ, AJ Baron and, and Alistair made the most sense to me because of their stature in the, in the company right now and where they stand in terms of storyline. And then below that you have Ray, like Ray and Dan and Brian are all, are always going to be in the mix. And then Otis was just like on another level by himself. So it, it was a swerve. I kind of like uh, after watching SmackDown tonight and seeing Otis with the briefcase, I like him with the briefcase. He's, he's making it part of his gimmick. Like he's humping the briefcase. Now yeah. like he's doing his little, of course little he thing. is. Why wouldn't he have the briefcase? It, right. So, <laughs> I mean, I, I'm looking forward to what he does with it. Um, it'll elevate him as a, as a wrestler in the company as, as the briefcase does for everybody. It was a, it was a, unexpected swerve as for the women i think we all i think we both predicted shana to win we did she had the and best the- odds to do it and it made the most sense because but this was assuming that becky would be the title holder so they clearly right. they clearly knew that she was that was not going to be the case and they made the change to give it to oscar right 
And, and I, I mean, I'm not mad at the Asuka is now she is the second Grand Slam champion. Yeah. And deservingly so, man. She's, she's been fantastic. on fire. Her character yeah. lately has been great. The evolution of but, her character has been great. Yeah. And we can talk more about uh, this, this, the uh, situation around her winning when we talk about Becky's announcement. But like overall, I was not mad about her winning. Um, I did pick Shayna, but if it was going to be anybody else, I would have picked Asuka. Um, I really did not want to see Nia Jax win it because I just don't really care for Nia Jax. It's not like a shot at her, but I just don't really care for her character at all. Yeah, like it's not that enthralling when she's chasing the title. That I mean, she she's obviously held the title previously, but that that title run was I mean at the time it was a nice story. It was it was fine, um, but kind of as we got into the meat of that title run, it just didn't do I think what they were expecting it to do. Um, right, and you know she her her star wasn't elevated as much as it should have been being the champion that being said um again oscar the perfect person to win to follow becky uh as as a champion because it looks like Shayna will be the number one contender to oscar uh given you know she she took shots at becky's pregnancy uh oscar being right. very supportive so they're clearly flipping and uh you know for sorry flipping oscar face and, yep. um, you know, that's going to be for the foreseeable future. I mean, first of all, that's going to be incredible. I, I do want to talk hell about of a match. Hell, dude, that's going to be incredible. Otis with with the briefcase. I feel like he's going to have it for a while. So two things. One, there was I believe he had an interview before Money in the Bank where he was like, oh, if I win, you know, me and me and Tucker are going to use it to cash in on the tag team championships. First of all, I don't think they're going to do that now because, look, at some point. And it might be six months from now. It might be a year from now. Crowds will be back, right? Right. Like once this this stuff all passes. Well, they're talking. They're talking about moving SummerSlam to Florida or Georgia so they can have SummerSlam with the crowd with people. Right. So yeah. my point with Otis is that I think that he's he's absolutely going to hold on. I th- I think now genuinely he's going to cash in for one of the world titles. I think he's going to cash in once a crowd is back because. If he does, that crowd is going to lose their minds. And yep. WWE now has to build to this moment where, look, historically, we're going to look back and no crowd for X amount of months. And then all of a sudden, the first crowd that comes back, Otis is cashing in and the crowd is going bananas or it's going bonkers. I'm sorry. We've we got to start coining that term. <laughs> um, they're going bonkers like that's going to be historically one of the biggest pops ever. Uh, Especially once him. he wins and Mandy comes out afterwards. Yes. Yes. They celebrate. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. I'm 100% with you. They need to wait for this to be, to have a crowd also it's just going to help him grow as yeah. a character and yep. as a single star. I swear to God, if they cash in for a tag team belt, <laughs> I may quit watching. Re- I may just <laughs> stop watching wrestling because that is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. It's good. Shit. Like you can't, it'd be so bad. So, <laughs> I think you wait for him to for for crowds to come back. You build him up as a single star, build his character, continue this Mandy storyline that's really really well it's done. Fantastic, it's fantastic. Um, especially Sonya Deville. Sonya Deville is on. She, I mean, Mandy's been on on. She, she, I watched a couple of her interviews. I think I believe actually her latest interview with um with Alex McCarthy, friend of the show. She said, you know, her and Mandy right now are just, ha- or sorry, her and Sonya right now are having a shit ton of fun. Just kind of put, because obviously in real life, 
they're they're best friends like that that hasn't right. changed and they're obviously using real life aspects of like digs at the, that people send at the both of them you know in in the storyline but they're they're just drawing out the best in each other and i think they're they're kind of riding this thing as hard as they can and and that you know that's fantastic and i think this is like this is making sonia shine so much like i've never been so enthralled with her as a character yeah her her promo tonight was fantastic yep um i still have a little bit of issues with her in-ring work but her mic skills right now are on par with the charlottes the sasha's the baileys um which is she's just that's crazy to say because you know a few months ago both you you could argue you you know you could make the argument that she was average at both right she was still improving and if you know you had to look at both skill sets her in-ring ability was probably a little bit of ahead of her of her mic work and now that look her in-ring ability will improve and increase with reps right that's that's all it comes down to and she just frankly hasn't had a lot of reps because the way that they've treated the women's division over on smackdown just kind of hasn't they haven't featured it um as heavily uh, obviously with bailey and sasha and uh and and lacy kind of running running the show there but now they have a, like this might be the first secondary women's storyline that i've been this interested in in a long time if not ever and right th- that can easily elevate Mandy and Sonya to the top. Um, well, it's instantly made the SmackDown women's division incredibly deep. Like it went from yeah. shallow where you literally had maybe one to two people at the top that you could legitimately see as champion. And now there's four, five, maybe six. Um, they're just continuing to elevate their performance. Sonya, I think, needs to use this. They'll, they'll probably run this through SummerSlam maybe. And yeah. then... I think you could use this as a springboard springboard for Sonya to really go up into the next level because she's just on fire. Crazy. Right, let's dude. move on to the biggest announcement of the week. Becky announcing that she's pregnant. We we talked about it a little bit on on, on Wednesday, but and, and I don't want to go too much into it, but where does Raw go from here? The, if you look at like just their amount of views that they had on this on this video, their YouTube uh, video for this has over 4 million views just shows how much people care about Becky. And then there were reports coming out that she was supposed to beat Nia Jax at money in the bank. Yep. And Shayna was supposed to win the money in the bank and have that feud. So now where do they go? I think it obviously we we hinted at it earlier that it's going to be Shayna Alska. I think that makes a ton of sense, but where else do they go? Like this, this puts the entire raw women's division in in a crazy flux because you lose the top of the snake, like you lose the head of the snake, and now everybody has to kind of like scramble to find their own spot. Yeah, I mean, I feel like they're definitely going to feature the women's tag belts um, on Raw a lot more. Um, and you know, that aside, th- this kind of puts even the men's side, you know, uh, kind of on on notice a bit because Becky, she she was a big enough Here's star where she could fill fifteen. 30 minutes of the show of a three hour show, right? Like you put her in there, that's guaranteed views. That's guaranteed stars. Right. And, right. you know, obviously drew is champion right now. He's, he's doing a great job. He's going to figure that out. Uh, I do think them bringing back the iconics into the mix um, had, to, you know, th- they were kind of thinking ahead in terms of Becky being, being gone. Cause they, they need more star power from the women's side and the iconics are fantastic. Uh, the, so the, rea- the reaction for them coming back on Twitter was um 
I like you can't hear Twitter reactions and Twitter pops. That was as loud of a reaction as you could actually hear like through text. So that that was that was incredible. I think you know this is gonna give the iconics and um Alexa and Nikki Cross time to shine as well. And and rightfully so. Like they these women's tag team belts have been unfortunately buried uh so far deep onto the roster ever since uh right. they were introduced and it's kind of almost been embarrassing. So I'm I'm glad that that's that's happening. I do think this this is why they're doing the the cross brand thing. They brought that back. I forgot what it's called, like the brand to brand invitational. I think it's whatever. literally just called the cross brand thing. They're not giving it like the wild card rule, right? There's, but this is this gives them excuses to well, this coupled with the fact that not everyone wants to work, um, and it's it's probably like a way of limiting exposure to multiple to even more people. So you know, obviously Baron Corbin, uh, you know he was he was on Raw last week. Um, and, and there's gonna be there's just gonna be a lot of uh lost cross Charlotte, of, Charlotte was on SmackDown tonight so like yeah, a lot of cross pollination so it's um it's 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 definitely gonna have a trickle down effect because Becky is and was uh still like she she was still like the biggest star in the company I feel like like she just she was the biggest draw um yeah and I think you made a really huge. good point like she could fill up thirty to forty five minutes within a show whether it's a match a promo some backstage segments like she can fill that up and now you're gonna have to look to other people to fill that time void uh i do agree with you i think i think the iconics play a role here i think they're just too damn good like you literally can just do a segment where they're walking backstage talking to people i used to watch their youtube videos all the time yeah, I found them extremely they're really entertaining yeah they're really, um, really good. i think yes the the tag team titles i think you start bringing more nxt talent back to to raw uh, Bianca Belair is going to play a role she's in this. She's going to have, yeah, she's going to have some shine, which is fantastic. And so. then, obviously, we talked about Asuka and Shayna. I think that is a solid feud. Asuka turning babyface because she did have that, uh, like that visceral, like just honest reaction to to Becky's right. announcement. Like she was genuinely happy, do, um, me, and I thought me, that was great to see. Let me ask you something about that. Do you think she didn't know? Because Either she is. I don't an, think she did. She is like an. Either she is an A plus actress where she's like, I'm gonna throw the surprise face on, or they told her like, Yo, you're getting the belt. Um, we're not gonna tell you why. Like, she, I think when Becky told her she was pregnant. Oscar just had the most genuine shock and genuine. I'm happy for my friend. Look on her. Yeah, face. Yeah, you can hear her say like, You're gonna be a mother. Like yeah. she had that like. I'm gonna miss honest, you. Like, yeah, wait, she said, what? Yeah, exactly. And like I think I think you're right. I think what they told her is like, look, Becky has to go away. She's gonna be gone for X amount of months. We're gonna give you the belt. We're gonna make an announcement. And then you go out there, do your thing. And I think Becky was gonna they were I think they told both of them Becky's gonna make an announcement. And then that's what happened. It's like it was just an honest reaction. Because it was a little bit of a weird situation. Like, I think I even said this on Twitter, like it felt weird because there was different vibes in terms of like within the segment like you can't becky went out was very somber she said i have to go away for a while alpha came out they they were in the gimmick she got the belt she freaked out did the oscar thing and then you had the really honest real reaction to becky saying i'm pregnant and then it just changed vibes again like it was a little funky in the terms of the way that it was done but i'm still like obviously i'm over the moon for becky and for seth i think that it's great uh i mean being a parent, I, I think you can speak to this as well. It's been like the yep. best thing in my life. Yep. Um, so 
extremely happy for them. It was just a little bit of a weird segment because it felt like three different segments in one. You know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> it, it was pretty funny though with you know Oscar celebrating kind of up the ramp, coming back down, um, mm-hmm. and. So, I mean, I guess one thing I'll ask you before we move on quickly is just like, what do you think this, do you think Becky comes back? I, mean, I think she comes back. Because like, th- uh, this is going to be at least a year out, right? She's going to be out of the ring for at least a year. Because yeah, like, I, I know I the, she's due in December. She's due in December, but like, you're not going to leave your newborn baby that soon to come back and wrestle, right? Like, And who knows, like with all the health risks that may or may not be. Right cleared by the I think she comes back either SummerSlam next year or she comes back at the Rumble in 2022. Either way, going to be a massive pop. Um obviously we we send our best to to Becky and Seth. Um <laughs> Seth Seth that made... Seth Rollins uh Instagram post that he had where he he took a photo oh, the, of Becky the the, with the positive the test. I mean, that was that was really touching. Yeah. Um I like I from a kayfabe situation, I like that they like continued to play it off like he's a villain on Raw, so they didn't really like have him come out and like give her a hug or do anything like that. I was like, okay, I appreciate that a little bit. It also though it it didn't play as well because like well no it, it I mean it still did like that he obviously was still reeling from his loss the night before to Drew. It also kind of, he looked so disheveled to the point where he was like, I'm having a kid, my life is over, <laughs> and it it might have sent the wrong message if like you weren't. If you didn't watch the whole thing um, right. or like you didn't watch the night before. So th- that was just ironically funny. Obviously, this dude is is extremely happy right. um, for his his soon to be wife to be having their baby. And, you know, all the all the best from us to them. Um, and that's, you know, they 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 deserve everything. Like they, they these two have given everything to to the business and, and they deserve to just. Yeah, I be mean, parents Becky has been going at it for for years she's been on this incredible hot streak for the past what year and a half two years two years yeah. um and just really like going hard um i know this is a weird kind of a break like she's she's gonna be pregnant but like she deserves a break like she deserves some time off um and now she gets to be a mother and i mean being a parent is amazing so let's let's move on to we'll go through these next two pretty fast um edge and ordinary now has been announced for backlash or at least Orton challenged edge for a match at backlash straight up i mean wrestling edge, match thank god like they just needed to do this the first time because the the no holds bar last man standing match at wrestlemania was a dud so i'm happy that we just get to see a classic wrestling match between these two um i'm looking forward to the build because the build was the best thing about that wrestlemania match yeah, no, I'm I'm excited about this. I mean, I think that they should have reversed it, you know, and because and, mm-hmm. uh, obviously a last man standing match is usually the blow off to any rivalry, right? Just that's literally a dude couldn't get up after a 10 count. That should signify the end of anything. So for them to kind of work backwards almost is a little funky. That being said, uh, I want, I do want, to Orton's point, I do want to see Edge just work just work the ring, right? Mm-hmm. Like no, no extracurriculars, just run the ropes, pull, you know, s- bump, sell. And, and, and I think that's going to be very, very interesting to watch because, you know, I think, I think almost the last main standing match was protecting him almost. Cause it's like, Hey, he doesn't have to have all the technicalities down to a team. Yeah. He, I mean, a large chunk of that match was like walking around the performance center, right. finding a new spot to do a spot. Yeah. Like, 
and then you're having extra time to actually get back into into the swing of things. So yeah, this could be this is this is going to be interesting to see Edge actually work a match. Do you think this is the actual blow off, or do you think this is going to be Orton wins and then they have another blow off probably at SummerSlam? So I, like, I feel like match. SummerSlam is going to be the you know they have to have three matches. I think so. SummerSlam will be the ultimate. I mean, I feel like they're going to do like a cage match or something. Yeah. To uh, it's kind of a combination of the two matches, uh, where it's like in the ring, but also it can get a little violent. So I, I do think Orton's going to pull this one off, and um, cause, I don't know Edge's contract status, but I do know he's only scheduled to work certain dates, and I do think he wants to keep working as long as he can. Like now mm-hmm. that he's back, like why wouldn't he? So I do think he's going to want to have a, you know the big blow off with Orton, um, and, and look until Reigns comes back. Like I want to see Edge Reigns at some point, and you know who knows when when Roman's gonna come back. So shit, just keep keep Edge Orton going uh, for as long as as long as we can. Like I feel like it's done something for Orton, right? Like when you watch him cut these promos, when you see him cut these promos with Edge, who like they're really good friends in real life, you just kind of see him, uh, yeah, rejuvenated is 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 a perfect word because he was kind of just coasting before this, right? Mm-hmm. Like he was, uh, you know, he RKO out of nowhere. Which it's it's become like almost a meme across like all... yeah. This put him back in a in quote unquote the main event picture. Like this put him in a top line, uh, like an A level storyline. Yep. And you could see him like rising to the occasion because I'm with you. Like you were just kind of coasting. Like he would just be there, and you're like, oh, Randy Orton's in this match, or it, he's feuding with Randy Orton, and it doesn't really mean anything. And now you can start to see like, oh, this is why he's considered one of the best of all time. It's because like he's excellent and like he's an excellent storyteller on his promos. In the ring, he's a really good storyteller. So, like, I love seeing Randy Orton on the top of his game, and to see him kind of rise to the occasion is really great to see. So, let's move on. I see tur- I see title tournament started tonight on SmackDown. Um, Elias and Br- Daniel Bryan have already won. So, the remaining matches are, are Jeff Hardy versus Sheamus and AJ Styles versus Shinsuke Nakamura, which is going to be a banger. Cannot wait for that next week. Um, so, who do you have to win this? Obviously, we have Dana Bryan and Elias already advanced. I'm, They're on separate sides of the bracket, though. They are. I'm. I'm going with Elias. I think this is like this is just their chance to to put him over. He's kind of floated in obscurity for far, far too long. Like he he can work a mic better than ninety percent of the company right now, mm-hmm. and th- they've clearly been looking for for a way to put him over. Right, like there was that um, that segment he had with Vince. You know, I forgot. It was like, was it like a year ago now, where Vince said that you know he was the biggest free agent signing in SmackDown history, or something like that, or mm-hmm. w- when they kind of did the redraft. So, like, they they clearly think the world of this dude. They just kind of kept fumbling every time that he was, you know, positioned for a, a big run, on uh, you know, on the main roster. So, I think this is the time to give him the reins. Um, because all those other dudes are over regardless, and and they can kind of they can fight with him, they can feud with him for it, but of everyone, this would do the most for them if Eli- if yeah. he won. I completely agree with you. Like I think Elias would make a ton of sense. I think if you're if you're looking for a secondary option, Jeff Hardy, just that, because yeah. Yeah, yeah, Jeff yeah. Hardy just coming back, I think it's a great story. But this Elias needs this. He needs something to elevate his character even more he's starting to get some headway him going over on corbin tonight was huge um 
And then you would obviously have him probably go over on AJ Styles. I think AJ beats Shinsuke next week. Um, and then you just kind of set him up and continue to grow that character. I think him with an IC title would be awesome. It would be. I'm also thinking another candidate there would probably be AJ. Um, but he's probably going to be wrapped up in this Undertaker P- PTSD thing for a while. <laughs> but I do think he, like, he hasn't won the IC title before. Right, like he's he he's, hasn't. He's had the U.S. title. He's, he's had the main title. WWE. Yep. Um. So this, I mean, the Intercontinental title is one of the most prestigious titles in WWE history, and AJ is one of the best wrestlers in history. Period. So it could be, you know, opportun- an opportunity for him to win it, or maybe he's the main feud with Elias if and when Elias wins the belt. I don't know. I'm just, I'm just kind of yeah. I mean, spitballing I, here. I'm into that. Like I, I'm into because Elias is a face now. He's a big face. Yep. Um, so you need a, you need a heel and obviously Jeff Hardy is not turning heel anytime soon. So you can have Elias beat Jeff Hardy in the final. And then AJ, maybe because he's upset after some shenanigans in the semifinals or something like that, I'm just kind of speculating. That's your, that's your heel face, um, rivalry for the IC title going forward. Um, I know there's some, there's some heat backstage about this decision to strip Sammy. Um, who is staying home due to his concerns about the COVID-19. Um, what do you think about them stripping him? I'm, I'm not a huge fan of it. No, I mean, especially when they've, just from like a workplace standpoint, they put out this whole memo about, you know, if you don't, if you decide not to come to work because of this, you know, we understand you won't be punished. Him and Reigns have kind of been punished. Yeah. Right, like they they cut Reigns out of, uh, out of a couple of promos. Like he hasn't been featured as much they strip Sammy of the title. It just seems counterintuitive to what they were saying. So I just think it's a bad look. Um, and I, I understand it from the point of, look, the, the IC title needed to be defended. Like if, if they're going to continue to have TV, it's, it's, you know, the secondary title on SmackDown and it needs to be there. I tried like, to... my, my question would be to you. When was the last time the U S title was actually defended? I know, I know Andrade, is on Raw every week, but when was the last time he actually defended the U.S. title? It's I feel like it's been a while because they've really been focusing on that faction, right? Um, and you know, the, 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 I mean, that faction has been so weird to me. It's they're been funky. Kind of like it's been they're funky. already starting to have like problems. I'm like, you guys have yeah. been together for a week and a half. Yeah, I know. <laughs> like, let's all settle down. Let's we we uh, let's all be friends here. Yeah, and I really like I really like that faction. I mean, they're all really great workers. Austin Theory is really great. Good. Garza is great. Andrade is great. Zelina she's Vega as a mouthpiece is phenomenal. She's fantastic. But I mean, it's just weird where they're going right now. I just don't like that they've to me, and I think I made this point to, on Twitter to somebody like they've misused Sami Zayn from the jump. Mm-hmm. Like he is so damn good, and they just I don't think they've ever realized what they have in him. I know he was injured for a little bit of time, but like in the ring, he is one of the best workers. On the mic, he is second to none. He is killer. so damn Absolutely good. Absolutely killer, yeah. And it just never seems like they find the right fit for him. I know he's like from a body perspective, he's not ideal. He looks like you and me, like just a yeah, normal he's guy. Still like an indie wrestler look, right? To him. But he has charisma. He knows how to get over. He knows how to get heat. Um, and it just never seems like they find the right fit for him. I know that they did the the gimmick where he was like judging everybody or getting upset with all the fans. And <laughs> yeah. that lasted, that was good for like a week and a half. Yep. But they just never know how to take it to the next level with him. 
And it's really sad to see because his his talent is undeniable. Um, and I would love to see, I would love to see him in the main event picture. Put him in a world title match. He's him, that good. Yeah, like him and KO at some point. I feel like before they they kind of end their careers, have got a like main event. I don't know one of the big four pay per views like for the, for for the title. world title. Yeah. Like they're they're both of them are just that freaking incredible. So, um, you know, I I I think at least Sammy was somewhat supportive of the decision because he's been at least engaging with WWE uh, on Twitter. Obviously, he's like shaming everyone who's in the tournament, which I think is mm-hmm. a freaking hilarious move. <laughs> what was it the the tweet that's like the the next IC title <laughs> holder, should, and should he be, said should be a shame of yeah. himself. <laughs> that was really good. He, yeah. he he just gets it. So uh he's he's a brilliant mind and he deserves to be uh he deserves to be given his flowers uh w- while he still can. Let's let's move on quickly uh before we get out of here to the uh the Wednesday night wars. We found out who attacked Finn Balor and I th- I'm pretty sure I called this. Because, I think he did. Because it was it was so random that I felt like this dude hadn't been seen for a while seen for a while, so it was probably him. It's the attacker was Damian Priest. Um they I think there's they've been scrambling to find something for Finn to do that isn't the NXT title uh, since his feud with Walter, unfortunately, had to be cut short. So, I mean, Damian Priest makes sense. He's kind of in that mid to mid to upper card um, on NXT. So, you know, he's from. A, a, you know, he, he's trying to make a name for himself. Why wouldn't he attack Finn Balor? Right. I mean, it's fine. Um, it's a step down for Finn. In my opinion, yeah, yeah. Um, he'll elevate think, Damian Priest status, though. Yeah, he definitely will elevate Damian Priest. Um, I mean, I was just so invested in the Walter feud, like it was legit, like so good, foaming so good. at the mouth yeah. for that. <laughs> um, so to see this, I was a little disappointed, but I get it. Like they need they need to elevate Damian Priest, and who better to do it than one of the best NXT wrestlers of all time? So, yep. um, I, obviously, I don't think Finn loses a match to him. I yeah. don't think that makes a ton of sense at all. Yeah. Um, but at least Finn can make Damian Priest look like a million bucks. So uh, um, going forward, that'll be the, maybe they do a match in your house, which um, I know this is skipping a, a note in our in our doc here, but NXT did announce that the next takeover is in your house. And I like I mentioned this on our call with with Chris Van Vliet on Wednesday. I like geeked out a little bit because this is one of my favorite pay per views of all time. There, I yeah. love the in your house shows. No. The- when I think back to one of my first memories as a wrestling fan, in your house is such a big part of that. I think my mm-hmm. very, very first wrestling memory is like SummerSlam 95 or something like that. But as I got into it, in your houses were such a big staple of WWE. Like it was basically every pay per view that wasn't one of the big four, right? It was in your right. house, colon, some sort of name that kind of fit in with one of the wrestlers or one of the people in the main event picture, right? And the fact that they're bringing it back with the same font is incredible. I I hope to God that the the entrance ramp is the house. The house, yeah. Oh, I need it so. Like, God. do you see Johnny Gargano? Like, he took a. It was like a video of the in your house set, and he put dibs. Like, <laughs> somebody going off the top of the house would be so incredible. Yeah, I I need that in my life. Uh, I also forgot that. Like, I think it was at the first in your house they gave away a house. Like, do you remember that? This. No, they gave away a house. So like, this is at like the first in your house pay review. They gave away a house to some fan, and so I'm like, wow, oh, man, they. I gotta, yeah. I gotta do some. I gotta watch that on the network. That sounds incredible. Oh, man, 
I used to love in your house pay-per-views. They were so much fun. And they were shorter too. I think they were only like two hour pay-per-views. They like cut them down. They cut down the price. Everything about them was just like, it fit my mom's lifestyle. Cause she bought me the pay-per-views when I was right. a kid. So it's like, um, everything about it, I, like hit me hard, uh, uh in nostalgia. Um, Another thing that happened over on Wednesday for NXT is we have a new NXT tag champ uh, and it's Imperium. Um, I thought this was probably the right call to have Thatcher and Riddle break up. They had a, a they already started their feud. They had a match on Wednesday night, which was freaking great. Uh, I think their feud going forward is going to be fucking brutal. It's going to be a pretty heavy hitting feud. Um, and it makes me think like this was the idea that they had for Riddle and Dunn. And with Dunn obviously out of the country because of COVID, they just kind of switched gears and put in Thatcher there. And now we have a, a good feud out of that. Yeah. That they I, made chicken salad out of chicken shit, basically. Yeah. I mean, we we knew that at some point, you know, Riddle and uh Riddle and Dunn were going to split up, right? And I think right. that was always the plan moving forward, just because them being tag champs was obviously fantastic, but we knew that they could put on a banger match together. Um, so this just kind of made all the sense in the world. It even made more sense because it's not like, like Dunn turning on Riddle probably would have been emotionally more gripping. You've been like, oh damn, they've been through so much. Like they went through the tournament and mm-hmm. you know, so th- th- there would have been that emotional aspect of this turn. The the turn with Thatcher is just kind. Of, it kind of made sense because you're like, well, he didn't really want to be partnered with him. It, you know, he was doing it as a favor, and so it's easier to get kind of fed up with with Riddle's antics. So it kind of made more sense. Yep. So it, it, you know, I I was all about it, and and you know, again, they're gonna put on some really really good matches, and their feud is just gonna be fantastic. So, um, all all about that, and uh, just 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 very excited. And NXT's got some stuff cooking, like. That feud yeah. and in your house alone were enough for me to be like, all right, I'm in. I mean, I mean, the Wednesday nights have been pretty damn great throughout this whole situation. Like AEW has been bringing the A game. Like they've been putting on some incredible shows. NXT is just kind of keeping pace. Um, but now in your house, I, I expect something coming down the line with with Adam Cole uh, Adam Cole's definitely going to have to de- defend his title. Um, yep. And then they have EO and Rhea, I think, next week on NXT. Um, yeah. So they, I mean, Wednesday nights just continue to produce incredible wrestling. So moving on to AEW, AEW is filling out the field for its casino ladder match. Um, and this this is an incredible match brewing. So Scorpio Sky has been added to the match, joining Darby Allen, Colt Cabana, Ray Phoenix, and our favorite orange Cassidy, the man they have. I think they have one more to add, but this is already shaping up to be just a phenomenal ladder match. Like crazy. Cause you know, Darby Allen's going to do some wild shit. I feel like everyone on this list is a candidate to do something wild. Even orange Cassidy. This, this is the man who jumped off a balcony with his, with his hands in his pockets. He has no regard for the wellness of his body. So this is going to be nuts. And again, I think I think after we found out uh, the orange one was going to be in the match, I texted you and was like, it might have been good that Devil or Nothing was in person in Vegas was canceled because if we went, you might not have died. come back alive. <laughs> I would have died. Yeah. I, I legit would have like, died. been dragging your, your carcass like out of the MGM <laughs> being like, um, Orange Cassidy <laughs> killed my friend. So, you know, it, it, it's going to be it's going to be fire. I, I just... I'm so excited about this. I, this I, I'm double glad or nothing card is 
gonna be great. It is. Uh, I just man, it, it came almost out of nowhere. I know it's like it's it's supposed to be every May, and you know last last year was around this time as well. It's you know I guess just with everything happening, um, time moves slow at so many points. Yeah, but when you look back, it moves so quickly. So um, that's going to be incredible. Another incredible add to Double or Nothing is Iron Mike Tyson is going to be in the building. He will be presenting the TNT Championship uh, to whoever wins um, between Lance Archer and Cody Rhodes. And first of all, have you seen the video of Mike Tyson working out again where he was like, I'm back? Dude, I was he, literally just watching that before we got on 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 the call. He, he is he's 54 years old and he's freaking throwing some heat. He can he could still kill someone. Like if you catch right? a right hook from him, you might die. Like that dude is in incredible shape. His 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 skill set is unreal. Unreal. Yeah, th- th- what he's you said he's 54, right? 53 or 54, yeah. Oh my God, that that is frightening. There's, I mean, at 53 or 54 years old, I'm going to be like sitting on my couch with a beer belly, just not doing anything. And right. my guy is throwing heat. I, my wife will be lucky if I'm on an exercise bike at that age. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> this dude is just completing full on, like. Well, he says he wants to box again. Yeah. Well, that's what he dropped. He dropped like the MJ facts. Like, I'm back. Like the verbal MJ facts. And it was like, I wonder if it's going to be him and Evander again. Cause I know Evander wants to come back. He too. did the same thing. He was just on uh, WWE. He was on backstage on Tuesday. And then they cut to like, a, he dropped a video an hour after his appearance. It was like, I'm back. Like why, why yeah. is everyone coming back? <laughs> like, I mean, this is you know what I want to see just cause I like like the violence of things. And I'm a huge MMA guy and boxing guy. I want to see Mike Tyson versus Evander Holyfield and bare knuckle boxing. Oh, BKFC, yeah. let's do it. You're, in some Odunk town in like Missouri. You're a monster. That would <laughs> that would be. I mean, everyone would buy it, and it would be. Yeah, it, it would do some look, crazy numbers. If if that was the, just, if that was the first social event after quarantine ends, I'm kind of in at, the, at this point. If we're like, <laughs> let's just all gather that, that, and that's watch like a signal weird. of where we at where we're at as a society. It's like. Welcome back to sports. Here's Mike Tyson versus Evander Holyfield and bare knuckle boxing. We're all in. We're like, all right, I'll see you. <laughs> I'll see you at like nine o'clock. Um, right. It's it. Man. I mean, going back to AEW, like, how cool would it be if we get like another another like WrestleMania 14 moment? Obviously, Tyson joining the WWE for WrestleMania buildup with Stone Cold and Shawn Michaels was the turning point. It's huge. Uh, in the huge. in the Monday night uh, in the Monday Night Wars. So. I mean, I would love to see him get get in the mix. Like, let's have some fun. Um, let, let me ask you him, something. Like, interact with Lance Archer or something. So, I want I do want to talk about that in a second. His involvement in AEW at the time when he was, uh, you know, he was part of DX, then he wasn't, and he knocks out HBK at Mania. As a kid, did you realize how big of a deal that was for Tyson to be involved with WWE? Because I remember watching it, and like, I knew well, obviously Tyson was bigger than life still like he was kind of he was a huge huge star and even as right. a kid you recognize that um and, but i was so focused on like hbk and stone cold like th- those are my guys kind of watching them dur- in- going into this feud where i was like yeah tyson's nice but it, it didn't really hit me until watching it back as you know an adult we were like damn that was that was monster that was a right monster like edition when I was a kid, when that happened, I obviously knew who Mike Tyson was. I understood his 
his level of celebrity, but it's looking back at it and you listen to Bruce Pritchard or, or, um, or anybody else just talk about when they got Tyson, how that like kind of signified, Oh shit, the WWF at the time is in it to win it. Cause like they got Tyson and everything changed. Yep. And like, that was just a, a seismic shift in power because before that w, WCW was just running, running, shit. running the they were table. dominating. Yeah. And literally the moment he showed up on raw had that interaction with stone cold, everything changed. The wrestling history changed that night. And that's something that as an adult, I fully come to grips, grips with as a kid. I never really understood that. I was like, Oh, Mike Tyson's on, on TV. That's cool. But I never really understood the gravity of his appearance and what that meant for everything. That JR call like rings in my ears, Tyson and Austin, Tyson and yep. Austin. And it was, well, it even was like stone cold, so get, the stone cold saying like, I know you don't, you can't hear me or, don't yeah. understand me very well, but Such I got a couple sign. I got sign language for yeah. you. Like that stuff. I still remember that. Night. I remember watching that live. Yes, and I remember seeing them brawl. Exactly. And I was like, what? Like I re- like that's how crazy that was. But now, as an adult, I look back. I'm like, wow, at how much that changed wrestling history. Like, what happens if he doesn't show up on w- WWE, and maybe he shows up on WCW, or maybe he doesn't show up at all? Does WCW continue right. to win the Raiders? Kind of stays. Yeah, that was that's wild to think about. I, so going back to your earlier point, I would love to see him be involved, and I feel like they have to at this point. Like they've advertised the fact that he's going to be there, he's going to have some involvement, um, yep. whether it's you know small or big, is probably uh, to be determined. But he's he's definitely going to get in the mix, especially if he's going to be one the one presenting the belt. So um, that that's just going to be awesome to have him back in the in the wrestling ring period, um, especially if this is kind of a catalyst for him to get it back in the boxing ring. Um, right all all for that because i'm i'm clamoring for some live sports <laughs> my <laughs> my god all right man we uh we got through a lot we uh i know that was, it's, that was quite it's, a bit to go through it's a good thing we started doing two shows a week because we get to we get to spread it out a little bit um so uh yeah again thank you thank you guys so much guys and girls so much for for coming along for the ride don't forget to subscribe to the show wherever you download your podcast and if you're one of our fantastic apple podcast users please 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 rate us five stars on apple podcasts and if you're feeling spicy or you've got time and we know you have time you've got time you've got time leave a review five stars or one stars only preferably five stars because uh we are very sensitive human beings (laughs) (laughs) and make sure you subscribe to our youtube channel that's two jabronis with the wrestling podcast go back and watch our interview with chris van vliet oh he was fantastic Um, he is a pros pro incredible human being um thank you so much to him for coming on the show for the second time first two-time visitor on the two jabronis with the wrestling pod so uh, make sure you go out and, and, and check out that interview and, and go check out his interviews with Matt Cardona, Heath Slater. He did one with Aiden English today. So make sure you fit, check out our Blue Wire brethren. Um, follow us on social at 2 Pod on Instagram and on Twitter and in the BR app. You can follow me on Twitter at Jeremy A. Loss and you can follow Ben on Twitter at Cruise Control. That's Control with the K. There it is. All right, everyone. Um, enjoy your weekends. Keep staying inside. Keep staying home. Don't be a jabroni. Oh, and wash your hands. Don't be a jabroni. Yeah, wash your hands. Do, wash your hands. Do all of the stuff. <laughs> all right, everyone. We'll talk to you next week. Peace. Stay safe, everybody.